Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club. Your number one stop for stellar reviews of volumes, arcs or stories that us or yourselves choose. You can find us live every Wednesday on YouTube, Facebook and Twitch and the replay on all podcast networks. Take a seat, get yourselves and your opinions ready as it's time to join the herd. But first, please put your hands together for your hosts, Shane, Phil and Scott as they kick off this week's discussion. Ahoy hoy everyone and welcome to the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club. I am once again the host. I am Shane, aka Dawn of Comics, and I'm joined as always by my co-host up here, Phil, from Phil's Nerdyverse. Ahoy hoy. And Scott from Scott... Oh, nope, sorry, <laughs> not Scott from Scott Shelf. This is Kevin, our viewer from last week, who picked what we're reading this week, which is The Crow from... Um, was this IDW? Uh, Caliber or something? <laughs> My bad, sorry, from Caliber Comics from 1989, I want to say. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of those ones that yes. was published by so many different publishers. Yes, and I think the copy I read was like 92 or 93, so I um, I was getting a bit thrown with the times and that it was actually printed. But it was created, written, and drawn by Jason O'Barr. Did Oh, trifecta did all James, three J- james obar yeah, J- james obar what did i say <laughs> jason <laughs> sorry it's jason's one of my favorite names <laughs> james obar i can't even edit it out it's not even like one of my quizzes where i can just edit out every time i fluff up <laughs> whoops but kevin yes thank you for picking this for us I, I apologise um, <laughs> for uh, <laughs> such a heavy book. <laughs> we will get into that. We did all read it. Scott read it as well. We have his thoughts on the art, the story, mm-hmm. and of course his final thoughts, which we will get to throughout this. But before we jump in to the book and to the synopsis, Kevin, do you have a synopsis for this book? Yeah. Uh, uh, it, before we jump bad. into that, I just wanted to make sure... Sh- just wait to make sure you did have one, because otherwise I would have to do it, and I didn't want to. Okay. <laughs> we are going to say hello to that. <laughs> right. We have Wednesday's Spoiler. Hello, thanks for joining. Um, is that first time in the chat for Wednesday Spoiler? I don't recall that name popping up. Last week towards the end, first time. Ah, okay. Thank you for popping back again. We have the Funky Gibbons, Heidi Ho. Connie, as always, hi, hi. We have Fuzzy Dunlop. Watch up. Good evening. Thank you for joining. We have Peter Thornton. Hi, everyone. Thank you again for joining. And we have Blue Sonic as well. Evening all. Thank you, Martin, for joining. I hope if everyone's read the book, I hope you have, because I think this is probably a book everyone should read at some point. But let's get into the synopsis for The Crow. The synopsis is uh, is kind of a basic story it's a classic revenge tale um eric and his girlfriend so the trigger warning eric and his girlfriend are uh, yes trigger warning for this as there are a lot of adult things throughout this book so Um, if you are easily offended uh, you might want to stop watching now as this can get quite heavy this book and we will get into it so yeah I don't know why I'm smiling whilst I'm saying this. <laughs> Eric and Not his really. girlfriend, uh, Shelley, are murdered. And Eric comes back to life, uh, guided by a magical crow, to get revenge on the uh, killers. And that that's basically the plot of the story. Um, a little a backstory to it. Uh, James O'Barr, when he wrote this story, he kind of wrote it to get over the death of his own girlfriend, um, his own fiance, who had been killed by a drunk driver and that's the story so i I feel this book's kind of a lot of there's a lot of anger and a lot of sorrow in these pages i'm going to do my art student thing (laughs) and kind of analysis do a little analysis and stuff but yeah it's um that that's the that's the story behind it and that's that's the pro A, a revenge tale um pretty sad one to be fair but yeah, 
Sorry, I'm not not great. I'm not, great, not great with synopsis system. It did, <laughs> synopsis that, no, that, that, that pretty much sums it up. It does. Um, just want to say hi to Dean. Dean's joined us. Thank you, Dean. Um, hope you're doing well. Um, it is a very basic story done really well. Like it, I mean, everything can be brought down to its basics, can't it? And this story is basically a group of people kill a boyfriend and girlfriend or fiancés at, in, at this point. And he comes back to life to get revenge. And sometimes that's all you need for a really good book. Um, if you can tell the story right. If you can tell the story well, and if you can tell the story coherently, then it's it can be done really, really well. Um, we'll get into if we thought that was done well as we go on. But Phil, what did you think? Is this your first time reading this? Yeah, first time reading it. Um, there was definite parallels to the Sandman in a way, and I think the kind of character character design of Eric and the crew, I think, was taken from Sandman. I think uh, no, was it the other way no, around? No, no, no. Is he? Uh, yeah, uh, he started this book in like nineteen eighty four, and his okay. uh, the influences are from um, like Susie and the Banshees, like pop, uh, like some punk bands and uh, Iggy Pop is one of the main influences for the design of the character as well. So, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of... Uh, interesting. Yeah, it, it, the it does look like death from, yeah. from the Sandman stories. Um, and, and she was based on him, uh, Susie and the Banshees as well, which I think wow. her design was as well. I'm well, not sure. <laughs> <laughs> kind of throws my point out the window because what I was what I was going to say pretty much was uh, you know we read that maybe a year or so ago or just under a year and, and we all enjoyed it but I and even though this is very grim and very dark and it, it touches on death and sorrow more than Sandman did like I enjoyed this more than Sandman and um, so yeah like. Blue Sonics are saying it's a Sandman fail. I'll take that. I mean, it'll be based on Sandman. That's the same fail as Sandman. That's good enough for me. So, yeah, like, I, again, very basically what we're saying is just come back from the dead, kills the people responsible for killing him and his partner, and then that's it. But it obviously touches on so much different stuff, like with, with death and, you know, there's like, even all the poetry and all the kind of the sayings from... Uh, I forget the, the the prayer that kind of the say throughout the book as well, and this could be quite a dark book if you're in a dark place. I think you almost need to be in a in an okay place to kind of read this. Oh, absolutely, a one hundred percent. If you were at a low point and you started to read this, it would just bring you right down even further. It's, it is as much as you know. He does he does kill them all, which is great. You know. Yay for killing bad guys. I'm all for that. Um, it is still very, very sad throughout the entire book. Even as he's working his way through them, you can just see how broken he is. You know, he's he's just... It's so sad to see as he keeps remembering his girlfriend and they have those... Like, the panels when he's remembering her are gorgeous. It's, like, mm -hmm. just done with a pencil. It's just a sketch. Because it kind of, it's kind of like maybe his memory's fading a little bit so he can't fill in everything. And it's just, it's done so well. And it even at the end, you just, you don't feel like he won because he didn't, did he? You know, and it's, you do still end up feeling kind of down at the end of the book. I was going to say, he doesn't get any satisfaction from what he's doing at all. And yeah, on the reread, I, know, I noticed it a lot more that he's just, uh, just but it still hasn't, brought her back or stopped that had happened to him. It's just maybe the streets are a little cleaner with, without having those guys uh, on the streets anymore, but yeah. Like those guys had terrible names, by the way. Like their gang. <laughs> it was a Tin Tin T Dog and Dum Dum. Yeah, fun boy. Let's just uh, get those some are better names. Gangster names. That's what's gangster. What's name? wrong with like what's wrong with like Jeff? You know, it's like a normal name. Why does it be like fun boy? My name is Jeff. <laughs> it's just I don't know, it's just uh but it kind of reminded me of like 
if I remember like like Dark Knight Returns, for example, and I've heard of heard this a few times now, but some of the kind of language that the gangs use, like you know, home slice and slice and dice, and the guy was getting that kind of like vibe from that as well. Like this very eighties, like the kind of way they talk and stuff, and. And maybe because obviously us being British and stuff, we don't really relate to that kind of language because that's eighties USA type of thing. So, so but it didn't like irk me or anything. It didn't kind of like, confuse me. It was just like it was just there. It was fine. But um, yeah, the gangsters were all pretty useless. But also quite, <laughs> like, it did look quite menacing looking. You know, if I was to like, turn a, turn the wrong corner and see that gang sitting there, I'd be like, oh, just get away. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were every single 80s gang from every movie you've ever watched set in the 80s. They looked... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> interchange any gang from any 80s movie, and it was them. From the glasses they wore to the torn vest tops to the leather jacket. You know, so stereotypical, but, I mean, it fit the story, didn't it? Uh, can we just say hello to Jack Talks Comics? He didn't know what time it was. We have... Watches and phones and computers. Time is, it tells you everywhere. Look on the microwave, it tells you there as well. It's nerdy time. Look at your VCR. Yeah. It never has the right time before. Thank you for joining. Um, Connie says she really liked the art in the book. Really gritty and dark. It's honestly one of those books where there's no happy ending for anyone. And there isn't. Um, oh, although kind of maybe for the poor little girl, is was it Sherry? Shelley? Oh, when, yeah, yeah. When yeah, he sends Sherry, the good yeah. police officer to go look after her, he's like, there's the girl, she's here, she needs you to look after her. So maybe like he's helped to give her a better life. Yeah, so that was a movie too, wasn't it? If I'm right. Yeah, because yes. she had, in the movie, because I am, I am going to refer to the movie quite a lot because I, I love the movie. Who doesn't love the movie? But um, the mother in the movie, doesn't he, like, grab her and then all the drugs come out of her arm, like, through the track marks? Yeah, because you have a scene with her afterwards, don't you, as well? Like, she's trying to be a good mum in a scene afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, so I think they added that for the movie, but I I kind of got the same vibes from this, because he's like, you need to be a good mother, you know, go, and he, like, sends her on her way when he's dealing with Fun Boy. Yeah, I, I can say I do love that scene. I love that in the film and in this where he's like, uh, mother is the name for God on the lips of every child. I was like, oh, yeah, because yeah. I guess as a kid, your mum is like your God, isn't she? <laughs> I had actually taken note of that that saying in the book as well. I thought it stood out quite yeah. a lot. Um, what I find weird as well in terms of, like, I, I, I've watched the movie. I remember enjoying the movie, but... I feel like I want to watch it tonight after this, just to kind of after reading this, kind of you know rewatch it, whatever, just because what's in the in mind mindset or whatever. But I um I don't remember. I've lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Yes, <laughs> this is what I was saying. Sorry, this is what. So basically, like the book is really dark and grim. It's kind of James O'Barr's stories, obviously dark and grim with what happened to his fiance, and even the movie is clouded with like obviously the death of brandon lee it's almost as if like this book and this title kind of talking about death and so on like it's almost like it's cursed in a way you know it's like it's just it's, everything just seems like a dark clouds over the whole way through even with the movie and i don't recall a tv show or anything like that there and i think they're remaking the movie but i think like without that kind of dark story or something i don't think i'll ever hit the same with the public no no mm. you wouldn't be able to get away with it today like i mean the, the movie's very graphic so mm. if you try to make that like a pg-13 you know like which which you it, know they will do <laughs> yeah they will do yeah. because they want the money but yeah. it wouldn't work because it wouldn't have that impact i mean yeah it's still going to be sad if you see him and his girlfriend you know get shot by some gang members but i don't know it needed that you know when he's lying there and he's got the two bullets in his head and the crow is just telling him don't look don't look and it's like that gets you right there you Mm. know like it's like he's trying to just give him his last few moments on earth just as a little bit of peace just don't look but he can't because he can't move he can't do anything you know and that impacts the reader whereas if it's just he takes two bullets in the head his girlfriend takes a bullet 
it's like, yeah, he's come back for vengeance. It's going to be a fun romp, but it's not going to have the same impact, is it? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, it, it, yeah, it, it, the punishment fits the crime. I think that it, it justifies when when we talk about what happened, if we go into detail about it. But with the, with his partner, with his fiance, and with him when they were shot, it was it was just brutal. It wasn't. It wasn't just the shooting and then it's, carried it's on. Scary. It yeah. was scary, yeah. And yeah, and you think at the end, oh, you know what? He's kind of justified in the way he goes around uh, killing, oh, um, yeah. getting his revenge. Um, yeah. There's no question all those gang members deserve what they got. Like I say, if, oh. if, if this was like in the movie, this is a movie again, like he's the hero, he is a hero. But obviously, he just kills people yeah. that you know, cuts their heads off and cuts their feet off and stuff. Um, bonkers, but um, yeah, he's the hero. But uh, the question I want to ask Kev, actually, because obviously, you picked the book and you are an artist yourself, like the art changed a lot. Like, we had the kind of comic book art that had some really nice, like, sketch pages and had some other lovely, mm-hmm. kind of more gray scale. Kind of, I thought something how to describe it. But it's almost like three or four different stages or types of art throughout the whole book. But I yeah. think some pages were added later on in the graphic novel, so I'm not sure what... Yeah, so when, when the book was made, he kind of created it without the intention of ever ever being published or anything, so it kind of sat on the shelf. So I think he started it in like 1983. So if you look at the beginning of the book, I think the art, you can see it's it's good, but compared to what it becomes... Is quite amateurish for for mm-hmm. James O'Barr. He's a brilliant artist still, even with his amateur his, his beginning works. But yeah, and they have added to the book. So the last chapter was done in three years after the fourth chapter. So again, that's why the artwork kind of shoots up in quality. If you like that kind of, I'm going to look at. I'm just looking through it now. Yeah, that that um. Yeah, loads of screen tone that's been used, and yeah, and poses like that. Where are we going? That's, oh, yeah. that's just brilliant. And the painting stuff, I really liked. The, well, I, put, I chose the painting page for my page. I really liked it. I think it adds to that dreamlike quality when he's remembering things. But even though, though the art was different at stages, I can't think of any time the art was bad like you're saying obviously it was more amateur and stuff but it was never bad at all i actually thought the art was fantastic um, yeah like yeah, even like we, we've referred to some people before like uh, in recent weeks like john paul Leon comes to mind where he has stuff in the background this is a, a similar kind of idea that if you recall whenever that he went to the gang members clubhouse or whatever it was and on the table has all like the guns and the drugs and the money and like just things you don't have to put in you don't have to draw these things as part of like we we get you went to the gang they're on they're on a table have like a, a beer and a gun that's fine but don't you don't need everything else there but the fact that he puts it in I like that I like that little bit of detail I like that he doesn't use um so it's kind of cartoon shorthand when you see something and he's like just a beer and some uh, small to make us let's go we know where we are but he doesn't there's a scene I think in the pawn shop. And it's only a small panel, but you can see everything on the shelves because he hasn't yeah. done the yeah. cartoon in shorthand. He hasn't just been like, oh, well, no, it's a pawn shop. He's got, no, nah, I'll draw the whole thing. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah, I really, I do love the artwork in this yeah. book, especially for a 80s indie book. They're, I think uh, there's something about them that, that I really enjoy. Like Turtles as well with their black and white drawings yeah so well let's get to the pages since we've talked about the art we'll start with our guests page you mentioned you picked this because of it yes oh i didn't mention why i picked it (laughs) Uh, well i I like it because i think it's just a nice piece of art (laughs) really it's kind of used um this thing called german expressionism for the uh the door that's why it's kind of wonky and to me like um and this is me, like I said, I'm going to be an art student now. I go, it's <laughs> I kind of the, the door is crooked and it kind of is leading into a crooked memory. So if that if that's what we're supposed to read into it, that's what I read uh, into it. And like, okay. he goes, there's some, 
he can see uh, Shelley, but if he goes through this crooked door, there's going to be something bad's going to happen. And as we read on through the pages, some yeah, the memory gets tainted. So the, that's that's one re- that's why I chose it. I thought, yeah, I thought, really I'd, deep. I'd, I just thought the tiles <laughs> on the floor looked nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, art student. <laughs> Let's think. She, she and I would go to like an art museum and go, yeah, it looks nice and pretty. Yeah. The colors are nice, but like, you're sitting sort of a deep thought. What this means? This yeah. means this. Yeah. And that. like, but yeah, like, I, mean, I agree like, with she. Why did you notice the, the tile? Straight. Yeah. <laughs> why did you hold the camera like that? Yeah. <laughs> but this is the thing. The funny thing is, when I seen that page, I was like also thinking, what well, those tiles look really good on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> 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 There's some wood like panelling paints later on, and the wood panelling looks like some of the best. I think it's like for chapter five. They're just like the intro for chapter five was like oh, that's really good. Just wood and the bullets. <laughs> I guess I, I, that I, that's right. I, I recall that one. But the um that page there, like even like the shading and stuff, like it just like not knowing yeah. what techniques you use, but it just looks really cool. And the light, that's class. Phil. How about your page? Like Again, I like I like details. I like I like with art like this. I feel like I like a lot of stuff on it, um, and even the idea. Like, I mean, it's a it's a funny panel as well. We're just walking up the stairs, and they're all like crowding behind the kind of like the the banister there, and he just shoots through it. But it's just more like the action and the lines you kind of see, and the shading and the details, and there's just so much in that in this page that I just think like. That, I mean, I, I'm thinking it, it would take a few hours to do this, but it'd probably take a few days. You probably went back to it a couple of times, kept adding stuff to it. I don't know. I, I just the whole book, the whole book for me was was drawn wonderfully, and uh, it was hard to pick one page, but I wanted to pick one with a lot of a lot of stuff on it, a lot of action. Yeah, I, I had to whittle mine down. I had um I had four pages I wanted to pick, but um I went for. I think the one that creeped me out the most, and it's not the creepiest image, it's just that he's staring at you. Mm. When you turn the page, he's looking right at you. Like his eyes follow you in this pitch. He's just sat there and he's just staring at you, the reader, and it's so creepy. <laughs> it's but it's so well done. It's just him in shadow. There's just the light coming through the window. He's just sat on the chair with his hands on his lap. He's just he looks like he should be innocent, but if you look at his eyes. Oh, it's really, yeah, yeah. it's really sinister. <laughs> see, I'm just noticing now, you see, maybe I'm reading too much into this, but is it trying to spell like a word out or something with the light reflecting on the floor? Is it trying to spell something out? Am I just being silly? I think that's just the patterns oh. from the bars on the yeah. window. It just, it, 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 I don't know, I was thinking, see, I was just trying to say a word here. Does it mean something? <laughs> no. See, I, it's a, this kind of book, I'm looking for more deeper meaning into this, you know? <laughs> This is because of last week's book. There was a sound effect on every page. Yeah. And you, <laughs> so you were distracted by random words everywhere, Phil. That's this what this book needed. Us, this book needed some sound effects and pages. I was going to say, oh, you know what? Because <laughs> last week I was looking through this. I was like, is there enough sound effects in this? And then I was like, oh, there's, there's, there we go. Wonk. <laughs> yeah, there, there are a few. There are a few. I know this, a few booms and stuff as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think we should hear from Scott because we haven't heard from Scott yet, have we? We haven't seen his lovely face this week. Let's <laughs> let's hear what he thought of the art, and we'll find out what his favourite page was. Prepare for lag. Yes, prepare for lag. With you this week. Apologies. Well, sorry, not sorry, because I'm in Disneyland having a great time. So. Um, show off. Sorry, not with you. <laughs> Hi, Kevin. I hope you're having a great time so far on the show, and that you enjoy the rest as well. Um, Taking your place. And uh, <laughs> we're here to talk about the crew, and you know, I'll start with the art. And uh, it was, it was cool. You know, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think this is the first black and white uh, story that we've read on the Nerdhood. So it was quite cool, quite interesting, uh, different. Um, different way to look at things I guess and yeah the, I noticed there were lots of different styles of art um, in, in terms of you know ones look really like pencil drawn like charcoal type uh, type of stuff 
um, like there are a few like dot matrix looking pages going on as well. Um, and I thought that that would kind of uh, put me off or kind of throw me off. Um, but I felt okay with it. And I feel like, I feel like each, depending on the panel, and depending on the kind of style of that panel, like what, what art style was used, it was used on purpose to show the kind of vibe that uh, James O'Barr was going for. That's what I felt like anyway. And I felt like however, whichever style he used to draw that panel in, it worked, it made sense. And um, I didn't think it was out of place. Um, the only, one thing I did struggle with at, at the very beginning was kind of the proportions of the faces. They looked a bit like overly squashed. Um, yeah, so that was the only thing I really struggled with, but everything else was just great to look at. There's so much detail going on. Um, but I will say, because of the fact that it is in black and white, when there were a lot more busier pages, uh, I had to spend some time to really try and figure out what was going on. Like, um, is that like, you know, a bit of dust being kicked up? Is that a bit of blood? Is that a shot? Is that, you know what I mean? It was, when, when they're busy, it's difficult, but when there's not a lot to look at, um, the detail and stuff in there is stunning. Um, really cool. I, 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 yeah, I enjoyed the art a lot in this book. Um, there's not really that, not that much else to say. Um, we can't really compliment the colours. The black was nice and so was the white. And that was it. Um, let's go into my favourite page. Here it is. Um, I don't want to try to, like, waffle about this because... I don't think I'm smart enough to even describe what I'm looking at and why it's been drawn that way. But as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Wow, that's cool. That's my page." And I think, I think what got me was the fact that you know, if you read the story, you know that his girlfriend has died, and but you can just see the her face is like a skeleton face. Um, yeah, I don't know why it just kind of moved me a bit. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Uh, yes. I don't really have that much else to say about the art, so I'll leave it at that. That's my favourite page. Um, that's what I thought, and I will see you to let you know what I thought the story. Bye. That was a gorgeous page. Um, I think the fact that she's wearing a wedding dress um, just makes it that much more heartfelt. You know, like, She's in the dress that she was never going to get to wear in life. That was a great page. Oh, man, don't tell yeah. oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh. well, I mean, I didn't... You're just playing the obvious way. Can you think about it? It's, it's so sad. The, the book is so shredded with sadness, to be honest. Um, I agree with Scott with the faces, because the first page is like... Uh, or the first kind of page of the... So the current story because I had a few different sketches beforehand, and I had like the baldy gangster, and I was thinking like, is there aliens in this book? Like, is there <laughs> is there monsters? Is there goblins or something? Because the, he, he doesn't look human. He's a really odd shaped head. He has this kind of sweat dripping off him. It's like, what is this guy? And he's a very and, cartoony at the beginning, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they all have really big eyes. I think, especially Eric. Or the crew, or whatever we're calling him, he had like his eyes like really big compared to his face, and but I don't think it it, it didn't uh, put me off or anything. It didn't um, it didn't hate the art because of that. I actually think it added to the kind of overall story because it's not perfect, but it's still wonderful. You know, you know, you know when you read a black and white comic book and you wish to yourself, I wish this was in color. I'm glad this isn't in color. Okay. I don't think I would like this in color. I don't think colours would work for this. I think no the black and it white distracts just... too much from the story. And the... yeah. yeah, I think it's perfect in just black and white. It's just so well. You, I get what Scott was saying. There are some pages that are really, really busy, and you do have to spend a little more time on them to try and figure out what's happening. But mm. where's the problem in lingering on a page to enjoy the art to figure out what's happening? You know, that's a nice thing. Yeah, for me anyway. Yes, you enjoyed the, the art. So we've covered the art. 
we all enjoyed the art, didn't we? So I think we should get to the story because we're halfway through the show. Look at that, halfway through. Scott took up most of the time. We'll blame Scott. <laughs> he, he likes to hear the sound of his own voice, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, Kevin, what did you think of the mm -hmm. story? Traumatic. <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, I, I enjoy the story, but I don't know. It's kind of like torture reading it as like, not torture because it's bad. Just oh, it's kind of oh, I don't even know how to describe it. I it feel sad now because the, the, yeah, the, the, the dress <laughs> I never even thought of the dress, thing <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's so. Um, I think it's such a uh, just a bleak story, nihil very nihilistic kind of story. It's um, even you kind of you're not even really cheering for him to kill the bad guys. I I don't think because you see he gets no joy from it at the end. There's just no. It's just just bleak, and I, I'm sorry that I put this on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, if I'm being honest, it's one of those books that if it wasn't for the nerd herd and if it wasn't for you picking it, Kev, I would probably have never read this um, yeah. ever. And I'm glad. Traumatic. Yeah. I'm glad I, ha I have read it. My only kind of issue is more my own issue because I usually read my books than I'd heard on the Monday. I couldn't read it on Monday, so I, I set aside some time today. Somebody told me it was a quick read, and it was fairly quick, but I didn't get the chance to linger over the pages, for example. I don't. I didn't really get a chance to kind of mull over what was happening because it's not. It's not read like your conventional kind of graphic novel. It's very. Um, like you had mentioned before, he didn't intend it to be a graphic novel. It was almost like he just put it all together yeah. as one. But you can kind of tell it's better, not in a bad way. It's just like it's been put together a certain way. And all the stuff about like death and angel and um, uh, what's the regret or no, not regret. What was the words they all used to describe it each chapter? He had all these different words. Like I didn't really have the chance to kind of think about them in relation to the story in a way. That's my own fault mm. for not having the time to do it. And that's why like, I'll, I'll, I'll comfortably say now, even though this is grim and dark and traumatic, I will probably read this again fairly soon because I want to kind of take more out of it. Yeah. I think it's the kind of thing that you will, I don't want to say enjoy, because like again, like, it's hard to enjoy. But you know what I said? It's like I think you'll get more out of it and soak in the story a second and third reread, and I kind of want to do that. Ahoy hoy podcast listeners, Shane here. I just wanted to separate you from the herd for a second to let you know that you can now email the show at theweeklynerdherd at gmail.com. If you want to share your thoughts on this or any of the books we've read so far, or if you'd like to suggest a book for us to read on our viewers pick, all you have to do is email us at theweeklynerdherd at gmail.com. Now, back to the herd. I was going to say, this, this time I read it around, first time I read it, I was a single man. Now I've got a fiance, and reading it now, I'm like, oh god, <laughs> we'll, 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 I'll have to come back from the grave if this happens to us. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, that's yeah. terrible. Oh, yeah, it's horrible when you think about yeah. it. When you think about what you've got yourself to lose as well, and you put yourself in kind of that's Eric's shoes, you know, like makes yeah, makes it even more uh, traumatic. <laughs> And this is yeah. the thing, the, the stark reality is, like, even though this is a comic and it's a story, it's a storytelling at the end of the day, but humanity is a, you know, this could easily happen, it probably has happened to many people in that same kind of manner it, it happened, and uh, we kind of spoke off air about talking about the, uh, the the pages where they killed, the gang killed Eric and his partner, and if you haven't read it, you know, just you know, close your ears if you're a bit sensitive, but basically they, they kill her and then they obviously sexually abuse her after her death type of thing. And like this thing, it's so sick and grim. It's like, it shouldn't really, it shouldn't happen, but uh, these things probably do happen. And um, yeah, like it's, that's, it's hard to imagine it and say, enjoy this book when these yeah, things are happening. Is, this book is not meant to be enjoyed. This book is not. <laughs> this is not a book that you enjoy reading. Not in a bad way. You don't read it to enjoy it. You read it to get something out of it. And what you get out of it 
is a love story. You get to see what、mm. someone is willing to do for love. You know, love that they will never get again, will never have again. Love that they had once and is now gone forever. It's left this planet. It's left this plane, and you don't even know at the end when he kills himself if he's going to join her in the afterlife because the acts that he's done were they okay in the eyes of up there, or you know, should he have just this,、yeah. left left it alone and just gone to be with her? You know, you you never get a. Definitive answer of what the ending of this story is. Yeah, because you don't、this、know is... who the crow, what who sent the crow. No, if anyone sent、was、the it... crow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was it an angel? Was yeah, it a demon?、Yeah. You don't know. So this is the thing too. In terms of me wanting to think more about this book, because it references Jesus and God and angels and stuff, and um, even whenever he was saying like you're going, like God's going to be your judge or something. I can't remember the way he worded it. One of the bad guys or one of the gang members. When he killed them, like your God's problem there or something, like killed them, and people said, "I'll see you in hell," but he never really responded to that. Like, you know, I won't be in hell, type of thing. So you are right what you're saying, but I think with all the references and the kind of prayers and、uh, by Jesus Christ, I think maybe there's something more.、Um, what's the word? Like divine is the right word. Like in terms of like, there's more. There's a higher power、yeah. at play here, and maybe that, that that's what he sent the crew or whatever. And hopefully. And he is obviously in heaven with his with his fiance. So, well, that's how I choose to finish the book. I choose to finish the book with him going to join his fiance. Job done. We can now be at peace for the rest of eternity. You know, like he wouldn't have been at peace had he joined her at the start. He would have always had that nagging thing, like you know, those people are still walking the earth when you're not, and that's not right. So the fact that he got to go back and kill them all, I am a bit disappointed that we didn't see. The promise of a slow, painful death for T-Bird. Like we were promised that it was going to be slow and it was going to hurt, and we don't see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. He ran was, out of pages. Very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I was really disappointed. Like I, at that point, I had travelled with Eric, and now I wanted his vengeance. I wanted to see a gruesome, painful death for T-Bird. And now I'm thinking: Is the whole idea of him being hounded down, all his other gang members being killed? You know, like I'm coming. There's nothing you can do to stop me. Would that be part of like a like a torturous death? Like to know that you are going to die essentially. But you're right; you don't see. I mean, there's a guy with his feet cut off, and he bleeds out, and he says he's cold. My feet are cold. Feet are cold. <laughs> and, he, he, and he's like, "Don't worry, it'll, it'll be okay in a minute." Like. There are some real grim deaths. Even the guy—is it Fun Boy, the one who he kind of likes and gives him a pain-free death? Essentially, they、yeah. give him a morphine overdose. But I, yeah, like, I didn't get that. Why he gave him a painless? I think、death. he was the best one as well. Yeah, yeah, I don't understand why. He, yeah, why did he get a painless death? Is it because he just helped him? He, he's is that why? Like he he acknowledged that he played his part and he was. Almost sorry for it, you know. No, he wasn't sorry. He, he said, he I, went, "I'm、nah. not sorry." But he, he said, "I, I know what I did. I'm it, not sorry." He, he just acknowledged that he was broken. He was like, "I'm a monster." He's, "I'm not sorry for what I did. I've done worse." You maybe know, that's why he gave him a pain. Maybe because he 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 he's admitted he is a monster, you know, and that's why it was pain free. Because essentially, like from what I took from it as well, like he was the one who kicked his fiance because she was screaming. He didn't like the screaming. So maybe in a way, I don't think he contributed to the actual. He didn't shoot her. And he didn't. He didn't.、Uh, he, he didn't abuse her in a way. So I'm wondering if like he kicked her in a way because he didn't want to hear the scream. Like almost he was saddened by himself in a way. I don't know. There's, there's maybe probably not. You're. Just, I don't. I don't, think, I don't. Yeah, I don't think a man like that has a soul that would care if someone no, was screaming. I、no. think that. Was... I think he was just annoyed.、Mm. I think that's what was good about the villains. It's a very black and white tale. I like no pun intended. That is black and white, but <laughs> we're doing good.、Uh, very, yeah, we we got a story where the the bad guys you can't sympathise with them. They're horrible, and that's again, I guess that goes into. It's kind of like a. I guess it's a power fantasy for James O'Barr. Because I oh, yeah, aggression and that all built up from. This drunk driver, and you know this is what he imagined he could、yeah. do to that drunk driver. 
So that's why the bad guys are, there's no sympathy for them. They're just outright evil from so, so maybe then he was like sent the crows sent by like a god to have uh get rid of these evil people <laughs> so maybe that's what talking about it was like, oh, that could be it. <laughs> it when you said like you can tell it was written by an angry person um yeah but it also not in this is not i'm not being this is not nothing against the writer creator of the book um it feels very childlike as well in his vengeance like he is completely unstoppable nothing hurts him they don't get the upper hand on him in a single scene you know he he is just this steam train that just goes through them and doesn't have to fear anything so it's very childlike in the innocence of that sort of thing for your character he does inject himself with two syringes of heroin, or not heroin, <laughs> of morphine. You know, so maybe that's he's, he's just geared up to. Yeah, nothing hurts him. He gets shot in the neck. He gets shot in the chest. Like it doesn't knock him down. It doesn't slow him down. So he is this unstoppable killing machine. And I think you can see it was written by someone who just wanted to kill bad people. It wasn't written yeah. by someone that yeah. wanted to tell a story where the good guys win in the end and the bad guys lose in the end and you have to work your way through it you know you have something to overcome sometimes the bad guys will get the upper hand and then you have to work harder no 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 there is just you are unstoppable because you are in the right and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that it's just very obvious in this book yeah i think obviously that james O'Barr was um clearly in a dark place for a long time you know to, to be able to write this and that what you're saying in terms of like just having no no way to stop him, nothing to overcome. Like it, it, it all happened in the space for a few days. Like meet me at the car park or whatever it was at this date at this time. I'm gonna kill you, and he did. Like there was nothing prevented him from achieving what he wanted to achieve. And this is like a year later. So what was he doing for the whole time before type of thing? But I think that was the idea. He just he just wanted to see these people, like the the, the gangsters, suffer and and. There shouldn't be a, a chance for them to have the upper hand because, uh, you know, they don't deserve to even think they're getting some sort of victory. And um, like I said, the, the way they all died, I mean, we've mentioned the feet cut, and cut, cut off, but the guy who was in like, the car, I forget his name, his, his driving buddy gets shot in the head, his head was blown off. And, um, and when he turns the wipers on, yeah, he, yeah, he put the wipers on. He's just sat on weird. top of the car, like the blood's on the inside. It's not gonna. <laughs> what, what does that say about us? That we can find things to laugh about in this book, you know? You have but, to. Um, you have to. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna get through this book. You won't get through it. Like the joke he I, tells when he's like, Jesus walks into a hotel and hands the guy three nails and says, "Can you put me up for the night?" Yeah. You know, you've got to laugh at these things. I was gonna say, I liked his sense of humor in the book. <laughs> when, when he did tell a joke, I was like, "Oh, that, yeah, that's good." <laughs> <laughs> I needed that because I yeah. was like I was literally filling my bathtub up, getting a glass of wine, and going to grab a load of pills. <laughs> you know, you've just pulled me back from the edge. <laughs> <laughs> did anyone else read Eric you know I'm obviously thinking about the movie as well where he was quite quiet and calm when he was when he was talking like he was never kind of um, like excited or, or, or you know he just kind of talked in a real calm manner which obviously in a way would be unnerving to the, the gangsters as well you know and I'd say I read it and I thought it was just that was really cool I'm sure that was intended yeah. to be of course but I just thought that was really cool as well. Yeah, he didn't raise his voice once, did he? He was just this calm. Like, he wouldn't even change what he was saying. Like, half he was talking about one thing, and they'd be, like, trying to get him to acknowledge something yeah, he wouldn't, yeah. he doing. But he's yeah. still just going on because he has something to say, and it's his turn to talk now, and it's your yeah. turn to listen. And like I thought that, that was, yeah. yeah, really, really good. Um, should we hear what Scott has to say about the story? Yeah. Um. Pay no attention to his lips. They won't be in sync because of my internet. Sorry. Sorry. Um, in a nutshell, his lips are This was an, avenge <laughs> an eventual murder spree built on a love story. Um, and weren't it just? Oh my god! So much happened, and you know, it was, it's a very creative way um, to make this story built on built on a love story. Um, very gruesome and and. Uh, dark and just 
I'm just brutal, I think that's the word I wanted to look for, but it's all very just, you know, at the start you don't really know what happened uh, and why um, Eric is doing all this, and then slowly, you know, it starts to get unveiled that his uh, girlfriend was murdered and abused, and um, yeah, so you kind of start to understand and you start to become on his side why he's doing this uh, and I really enjoyed the pacing of that um, this was a big book this was a big story to read this was only f five issues but I felt more like eight eight or nine um, but even though it was big I did enjoy well I appreciated and I was thankful for the fact that they um, put little titles within the issues to kind of break up each issue to kind of have its own little mini chapters in each one I guess I did I was appreciative of that because otherwise I think I would have struggled um, to, to just flow with it to just go with it in one go um, the poetry no, not, not many people really know this about me I really enjoy poetry especially when it's kind of dark stuff like this um, so this was a very pleasant surprise I enjoyed it um, and I even found myself kind of reading some out loud um, and just kind of just getting into the mood of them. Uh, so that was very good. Uh, I really like that. But uh, again, like I said earlier on, I don't want to act like I'm smart enough to know <laughs> what I'm talking about with this book because I feel like it was just it was just too big brain for me, you know. Um, Never. The language in there. Um, <laughs> some of the language that Eric or the Crow was using was um, was great, uh, but sometimes I struggled to understand what was going on and why why it was being said. Um, I don't know if that was just me, lack of attention, or the fact that it was written in in 1989. Because um, sometimes I struggle with that as well. Like if I watch films, the films I, the films that we see now, I notice compared to films. 20, 30, 40 years ago that there's a lot lot more hand-holding now in films and, and back then um, you try to go with it and figure it out for yourself and, and that's kind of how I felt reading this. Nothing wrong with that, Proper it's films. just me. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, you know, I loved the story, it was awesome and I loved the fact that, you know, we were following Eric go on this vengeful journey. But uh the thing that bothered me and maybe it's because i'm too sensitive or too i don't know woke um is the fact is the fact that we had the the murder and the abusive scene um in the fourth issue of the story um with eric's girlfriend and personally it was just too much um i don't think i'm gonna score it less on that because it's purely my opinion um and i don't think it would be fair if I did that, um, just because I'm a bit squirmish, I don't know. But yeah, I don't want to end it on there. That made that bothered me a bit, but the rest of the story was awesome, and I also had a little bit of a, a soft spot for um, for the cat. <laughs> Gabriel, is that him gone? Is, is he finished? I think I, I agree with him in terms of. You know, being clever. not not that it was too clever, but it's up it's up there with like 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 a Neil Gaiman Sandman kind of book, really, in terms of like I've told, but like I I want to read it again so I can get a better understanding of the book, um, because it does seem like all the other extra stuff away from the main story adds the another layer that maybe I didn't quite pick up on by flicking through it as quick as I did today. Um, the poetry stuff, to be fair, like, I mean, I like poetry, but my poetry is usually fun and it rhymes, you know. <laughs> um, sometimes with this kind of deep, meaningful poetry, it kind of loses me a little bit. Um, well, and even what, what, I couldn't think of certain kind of poem in the book that I, re I remember, you know. Um, okay. um, Phil, sorry, can you remove Scott from the, from that stream for me, please? <laughs> what? Can you it's remove is Scott still there? My screen is frozen. No, he is not. This is us three. Yeah. Okay, my bad. 
I am experiencing a serious lag right now. Sorry about that. <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, just pointing out the poetry, they're actually uh, song lyrics from bands, half of them. So, like, from The Cure and Joy Division, I think. So, like, these, I, I guess they were considered goth groups back in the 80s. And that's where he got the so he put in music that helped like he was listening to as well at the time. So he I think he wears his inspirations on his sleeve very much so. Yeah, I definitely get the impression that the James O'Barr, like you know, this is obviously his way to kind of overcome everything and it probably took years to say listen to certain music and really thinking about the words of thing about the lyrics and then Pun into the book, so these are probably all things that helped him, I suppose. Maybe like those songs are ones he listened to to kind of help him through the darkest of times. Um, yeah, but I, I, I mean, again, it's just one of those things that I read the poetry, but it's like I feel like I needed more time to soak it in in a way. Um, I mean, anyone else surprised there wasn't like an Edgar Allan Poe reference? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, there was no knocking, was there? <laughs> Does he, did he <laughs> Yeah, with the, the crew, you would have thought so, yeah, but um, maybe copyright, he couldn't, you know, maybe you have to take it out for, for whatever reason. Maybe, like, maybe. Well, people will get confused between the raven and the crow. Well, if they're not the same. Um, is there anything else for the story in the writing you want to hit upon? Yeah, like, we get the, to our final the scores. The girl, what was her name? I get confused with Shelly and Sherry. What was the girl? Was Sherry. Yeah. Sherry. So, Sherry. again, she was in it very briefly. And I felt like the connection he had with her straight from the off. I, I get it. But, like, I mean, maybe it's not the kind of story to build that relationship, but there was no building at all of that relationship. He also seen her through hard times. Her mum's a prostitute or whatever and you know, she's sitting there with no clothes on and does not know she's no shoes on things so she's obviously in hard times and he obviously connects straight away with her but I felt like that was very quick but at the same time I wouldn't have wanted too much of interaction between them two either because that would take away from the overall story if you know what I mean so it is weird that he included it as part of the story because um, I think if there was no girl and there was no cop with a note to say go, she's in this apartment, go save her type of thing I don't think we would miss it like, if you no, know, but I think he did need to save someone I think that was the that was the, it wasn't just about vengeance he yeah. needed to save someone just one person okay. he needed to save I think that just had to that had to be in the book whether it be yeah. the young girl, whether it be um, a cop, it could have been it could have been any character, but he did have to save one person just for okay. the I think for the writer's own sake. You know, he had to be able to save someone to say, look, he's not just a killer; he is a good guy. Mm -hmm. He's saving this young girl. So, but even the, co the cops, to be fair, like um, there was two cops. He just needed the one. The one was Albright, or whatever his name was. Yeah. But the other guy who was like the main detective or whatever, Captain Hook, Captain <laughs> Hook, that's the one. Like it's just again, his inclusion is slightly odd. I don't think he added anything to the story, other than the fact that he was obviously there at the time of the murders. Uh, or was it the first detective, or whatever, on the on the case? Um, but he didn't really do anything else in the story. So, no, he was just, just there I, so that someone knew who Eric was. That was it. He was literally there so that someone knew that the crow was this guy called Eric who was attacked a year ago. Yeah, I think that's that what was... the film did better because they kind of mixed those two characters together. I'm mm -hmm. sure that there's only one cop in the film, isn't there? I think so. Yeah, yeah so I think I can't only... remember. I'm going to rewatch this tonight because I'm on the yeah. now to watch it. Well... Don't watch the sequels. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> but watch the TV show. The TV show was great in the 90s. Mark Dacascos is fantastic. <laughs> so, are you ready for final thoughts and scores? Um, anyone in the chat, if you've read along, please share your scores for this book and we will add it to ours as always. Um, Phil, are you okay to do the scores tonight or do you um, need to do it? <laughs> I, I'm not prepared, but I can do it on my phone, I suppose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
How do we work on averages again? <laughs> <laughs> with, our, with our fingers and thumbs <laughs> yeah Kevin since you're our guest would you like to kick us off with your th- final thoughts and scores um, yeah uh, I think this book is a, just a piece of art and I think all good art again I'm going to do my art student thing If he, it, all good art makes you feel something and if you didn't feel anything reading this book and you, you're probably dead inside. <laughs> so, uh, for for that though, because you had such an emotional response, and, and the artwork is stunning. Like I said, the writing is a bit childish. It's a weird story narrative, but yeah, I'm still going to give it an eight. It'll be an eight out of ten from me. Awesome, Phil. Um. Similar to Kingdom Come in terms of I'm going to give this a reserved score because I want to read it again. I think it will go, it will score higher. It's a grim story. It's dark. It's traumatic. But it's, I feel like it's something that I don't want to say you're better for reading it, but I think you are in terms of like knowing that like this, this exists, this story. And, and Kev's right. It is a piece of art. Literally, like, you know, the story of the book together. The way it was comp- uh, the way it was combined or whatever and put together like it's just it looks beautiful it's it's a true story essentially it's, it's not a true story but it's based on someone else's trauma um and him dealing with that and you you do feel that connection I think I suppose with the writer more than just the character as well it's it's a real deep meaning book which I think's like I don't think we've read a book like this you know it's just, it's it's no like um uh, you know Marvel's what was that one unleashed or whatever? Can't remember what it was called. It's just I feel like a real. It feels like a real story, uh, like a real life thing you're, we're reading here. And um, no, again, it's not. It's not enjoyment. It's not the right word. But whatever the word I'm searching for, it's the version of enjoyment. Like I like the story. I like to read it and uh, fully appreciate it. And uh, I think again, being reserved, I want more time to think about it. So I'm going to go for a seven because I want to score it higher, but I need to read it again. Okay. Um, let's hear Scott's final thoughts and scores, and then I'll give mine. And if you're in the chat and you've read this book, please share your final thoughts and scores for this as well. This kept my attention. Uh, the art was lovely. Uh, you know, I've only read a few books in black and white, Kevin's being one of them. Um, and yeah, this was this was great to look at, uh, you know, even without it having any color, you know, it just shows that you, sometimes you just don't need it. Um, so I don't want to say anything else on the art, apart from the fact that what I said earlier, you know, about the, the mood of each panel being in a different style and it just worked and I just loved that. Um, the story, um, there was just, there was a lot going on, you know, on the face of it, it was just a man avenging his, his dead partner. Um, but I felt like there was so much more beneath that. And I feel like I need another read or two of this. Because um, like I said, I don't think I'm smart enough for this book. I don't know what it was. I just, it was just, you, you know, when you listen to someone speak and you just know they're so intelligent. Um and you just can't help but listen to them and their stories and what they have to say and their ideas and whatever. This is what that felt like for me. Um, this is just someone I could just listen to all the time, you know, and especially when it got to the poetry, um, I was I was in. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, there's very little downfalls I have to this book. Um, really, really great pick, Kev, you know, I'd, I'm looking forward to watching this whole show back to seeing what you thought and why you chose it. Um, it's a very interesting pick, and uh, I'm really glad you chose it, and, you, and I'm really glad you brought this to to my attention. And uh, thank you very much. Um, I'll leave it there. Overall, my score, I think, I'm going to give this an eight point five. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely stood the test of time. It's, you know, maybe not apart from the hairstyles, but everything else, um, <laughs> this book can be quite timeless. Um, yeah, really enjoyed it. Thank you very much, Kev. That's it. 8.5 of me. 
Thank you very much, everyone. And I will see you. I'll actually be there next week. So I'll see you next week. Uh, can't wait to see you all. So yeah, bye. Yeah. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, 8.5 from Scott. Wow. So um, just really quickly, my final thoughts and scores. I love the art in this book. Um, I'm not normally a fan of black and white, if I'm honest. It put me off The Walking Dead. I think I read up to like issue 70 or 80 of The Walking Dead and then stopped because I think the art just kept putting me off. Um, but I really enjoyed this. It was done really well. The shading, the shadows, the difference between his memories of his girlfriend and like what was happening in the streets. The tonal shift was just fantastic. It was just like this beautiful sketched penciling of her face and it would only be like half her face. And it was just gorgeous. And the story just breaks your heart. You, there's no getting around it. If, Like you said, if you're, you're dead inside if you don't feel something when you read this book, because it just, it will punch you in the gut many, many times. And I think that's what it was meant to do because it was meant to make you feel just a fraction of what the writer was feeling at the time of writing this. And if that's what I felt just from reading this, I don't ever want to feel what he felt writing it. You know, um, it is a it is a book I think everyone should read. Uh, I don't think, it, like you say, you don't enjoy this book. You um, you get something from it. It's not enjoyment. It's more like um, fulfillment. Like you feel a little bit more whole inside when you read it and you realise I haven't been through that. And as horrible as that is, it does make you feel that, you know, and you can't get away from it. But overall, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Nice. So let's see if anyone in the chat has read along and if they are scoring it. We have Connie, who says, I would give this book an 8. So nice. We seem to be on the same page, Phil and I. Uh, sorry, no, Kevin and I, yeah, not yeah. Phil. Phil's gone, Phil's gone, kingdom come again, hasn't he? <laughs> uh, Peter Thornton says, I give this an eight. It takes you so deep into the sorrow the writer felt. The simplicity of the story and art made it hit so much harder. 100%. Yeah, it really does. If you haven't read it, you really should. Um, Blue Sonic says, I just love this. I'm a big fan of the movie. So this was just amazing to read. After watching the movie so many times, I want this in an over, in a, is that oversized hardcover? Yeah. Uh, 8.5 from Blue Sonic. Uh, Wednesday's spoiler also gives it an 8.5, if only for the nostalgia alone. No, not just for the nostalgia, for the <laughs> awesomeness of the book. So I think that's it from the herd. Um. Yeah, that, guys, I'm really slow, <laughs> slow doing the sum. So, do we have an eight from Kevin, an eight from Connie, an eight from Peter, uh, an eight from Blue Sonic, and or sorry, eight point five from Blue Sonic, eight point five from Wednesday? That gives uh, an average of that's wrong. It's not thirty four point two. That's a total. <laughs> um, give me Come on, guys. <laughs> right. That gives us an average of 8.2 from the herd and from Kev. So that plus my 7 plus Scott's 8.5. And Shane, what were you? 8. Plus 8. Thank you. <laughs> we're going to check these sums to double check, but I get a 7.9. 7.9. That's what I get. 7.9. Okay, let's see where that goes on the leaderboard. We will check <laughs> this <it>. after. <laughs> we, we will double check. <laughs> A 7.9. Wow. Ooh. Fourth place. Knocking something is killing the children off. Nice. Oh, yeah, I, I, I didn't to expect to it to get as high, as high a score as uh, it has. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, I mean, I, might, well, I don't know for definite that that's that yeah. the score. We'll have to verify that. But I'm, I'm, I'm tuning next week to the true score. We will double check the scores for next week, and we will show you the leaderboard. So we will let you know if it is a seven point nine, or if Phil's just faffed it and it's like a four point two. <laughs> we'll find out next week. Are we Speaking allowed to be next... like? Uh... 
um, like America storm the nerd herd uh, <laughs> headquarters. Speaking of next week, it's my pick next week, and we are reading. We're reading The Wonderful Wizard of Oz from Marvel Comics, drawn by one of my favourites, Scotty Young. Yeah, so yeah, he's not writing this, Young. so it's just his art this time, so Phil, you might like it a bit better <laughs> than the I Hate Fairyland stuff. Well, at least that was better than Pretty Violent, but sure, I digress. <laughs> just, just, just a little bit. But yes, so that's it. Thank you so much, Kevin, for picking the crow for us and for joining us live. Really appreciate Thank it. You. And you got your swag, so you get to keep your notes in your nerd herd notebook. Official swag. You're one of yep. what are we up to now? Five or six people that have these. It's a very small group. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> you have a first print there. Yeah, <laughs> but yes, and everyone be sure to check out Kevin on Instagram. Is that your? Uh, is that your? Um, yeah, that's your, my Instagram there. Yeah, at kwiz1988 because he is doing this thing at the minute. What's it called the the fan art the six six fan arts challenge? Um, I did your venom today. Um, yeah, it I've looks got so two cool. more left. Um, the, the slots are taken. But if anyone wants anything, like these, these are free. Just I'm not saying this is isn't a commission or anything. It's just giving me something to draw so I can practice. Um, so yeah, if uh, awesome. anyone, if you see it and you want a character drawn for this six fan arts, if I do it again, um, let me know and I'll, I'll carry on. So that's at Kwiz1988 on instagram yes definitely check him out so there's nothing left for us to do but get your waves out and say we'll see you next week bye bye where's the outro <laughs> bye <laughs> bye everyone <laughs> love you